we're live again. Hello, all out there, all you wise up listeners. This is Anthony Romeo coming to you again, yet again, another wise up episode. So what have we been doing on wise up for the last three seasons? Well, we've been telling people out there that layer one infrastructure matters. Most people say, what the hell is layer one infrastructure, right? So, and why do I care to know what layer one infrastructure is? So what we've been doing on Wise Up is we've been bringing attention to it. Do you like utilizing your cell phone, your laptop, and your other devices? How about streaming service or banking, e-commerce, things like that? Your everyday life is so dependent upon layer one infrastructure. So here at Wise Up, we are bringing attention to valuable manufacturers, service providers, people out there that are making it happen from the design engineer aspects to implementing and turning the screws and lighting up these systems to ensure that the network that you're on and you take for granted from the moment you wake up in the morning, because I know you're checking your phone or checking your emails. And especially now in the world we're living where everybody's working remote to some degree, you're on the go constantly and the network matters. So with that said, today, we have uh, two special guests instead. Usually we have only one special guest, but from the Senko, uh, Senko Advanced Components, uh, we have Chris Tut and uh, Ron, Run Ron. And uh, Run Ron, uh, I know Ron now probably uh, several years. So glad to have both of you on. Uh, Ron is a senior business development uh, specialist at Senko. And Chris Tut is a product line manager from the Senko company. Now, you might ask, who's the Senko company? Well, if you're saying that, you're probably not in the ICT community, right? But what we're going to do in the next few minutes is tell you who they are and why they matter. Because they're putting their customers first. And they want to understand the needs and how they can collaboratively work together to solve existing problems that you see from the design to engineering. I mean, they're constantly developing new products to address diverse markets and applications in different and various segments, I should say. Whether it be global or locally, this massive billion dollar company is able to work with you. And I'm sure if you're, again, in the ICT community, IBEW, CWA, you have dealt with the Senko connector. So gentlemen, welcome to Wise Up. Thanks for stopping by. Hey, thank you, Tony. Thank you, Anthony. And uh, I wanna say, uh, appreciate for having us, uh, myself and Chris, um, with uh, Wise, uh, Wise Up. Um, been listening to a couple of Wise Up and uh, actually uh, been great. Uh, and I wanna say thank you again for inviting us to uh, participate here and uh, share uh, what we're gonna have to offer here at Sanko and then what we can help in the telecommunication industry. All right, let me ask you guys this. So you wake up in the morning, you, you punch in your clock and two weeks later, the check arrives from the Sanko Advanced Components Company, right? Happy days. What gets you out of bed? What's making it exciting to go to work for your company that we're, we're about to embark on this journey together? What, what is it the importance that this manufacturer is doing? What are they bringing to the table? 
Well, well, Anthony, for me, you know, Senko, I just started with Senko, but uh, my previous role in a uh, different role from sales, uh, product manager, engineering, with Senko, they're developing a lot of new great products. Um, they're breaking two new products to the industry for a small phone factor connector that's going to change the way high density and connectivity is. And that's exciting, right? Now you get to talk about it and get to, uh, you know, make, make a difference in the, in the telecommunication industry itself. Um, you know, everybody's using more data, more streaming services. And now it's actually, right now, just talking to you, our streaming services, then it could be quicker, faster, smoother. Uh, so this is exciting. And as, as you keep hearing more and more uh, high density is needed for all various markets. So that's what made me excited because now I'm actually bringing new technology, help them improve uh, our, our customers, our users, and, uh, you know, and beyond. So that's got me excited. Follow on to that, you know, especially in the land of COVID, right? Um, so much more bandwidth is needed. The space is required. So that's why the, the late breaking technologies that we're developing is helping to foster that, right? Get our connectors in there because it can fit, fit a lot more connectors into the same size space. Right. So, I mean, you, you kind of end the show, right? You say density, mic drop, it's over. Um, but what you're, what you're designing, it's not only for the Senko, if I'm not mistaken, other companies are, are working with you or rely on your, your quality service because it's the, the S, it's not only the, the SN and the CS, but the LC and many other connectors, you, you guys, your company, your organization has been around since the 1940s. So there's specialty products and other products that you've been manufacturing. Uh, today on this show, uh, we're going to be talking specifically about the benefits of the CS and the SN connector, but just from the wide range of different types of connectors that you, your company's bringing to the table. Um, for instance, on the LC, you know, let's, let's dumb it down uh, for, for some of our listeners out there. What is the, you know, fiber optic connector 101? LC, SC, what, what's the difference? So, Anthony, so if you talk about fiber 101, right? So you're talking about, you got the connector back in the 80s, 70s, you got the, the uh, Bayonet ST style connector, you got the SC connectors. Um, then after that, you got the LC connectors. And then after that, you got the MPO uh, where the, that the SC, ST connectors and FC connectors also, which is a 2.5 ferro. And then, you know, as density grow, bandwidth grow, the network starting more demand, that's where you get the 1.25 ferro, which is the LC. A lot of people know about LC. Then there's an MU connector, which is used another 1.25 ferro using in different uh, internationally. Uh, but LC is more predominant for the small phone factor. Then after that, you get the multi-fiber connector MPO, which is uh, you know more uh, more fiber in a smaller form, but it's a uh, still a 12 fiber MPO ferrule, or it could be a 24 or a 16 fiber ferrule. So as we want to you know see what Outlet can do to even reduce the size footprint, that's where we kind of the evolution of uh, is needed per uh, various manufacturers switch. Uh, manufacturing receiver manufacturer reaching out to us uh, because we sit in the, the TIA standard committee 
uh, the IEC standard, uh, the consortium of uh, co-optics, and also the MSA. Um, and that's where we see these requests because we sit in the standing committee, uh, need another small form factor connector, but utilizing an existing technology of the 1.25 ferrule, that's where the, the CS and the SN develop. And that's what's great about uh, Senko, our engineering team had you know, developed this per the request of uh, other manufacturers and we designed it per their request. So, you know, we listen to our, you know, the industry leaders of uh, the switch transceivers and other manufacturing. And then also we developed this connector to meet the, uh, the field uses, the industry standard. So, um, so that's so, kind of the evolution yeah. from, you know, as you see more and more now, it's going to be the, you know, higher density, you need that small form factor. Right. Yeah, so so you, you hit it right on the head and that's where I was going with it. So you, you mentioned a lot of different things. Uh, one of them is streaming service, your remote working, hosting calls and, and other things. The web traffic is, is the bandwidth is screaming, right? Um, and then where where is all this, um, where is all the, uh, all these connectors, all these connection points going, going to go into that closet and, you know, onto that switch or, or into that panel rather. How is it all going to be mapped out and laid out? Do you need additional racks? And then now we're talking about real estate. Well, everybody, you know, Division 27 is very important. You know, for those who don't know, Division 27 is for telecommunications um, standards. And um, with that being said, a lot of times, and, and the three of us, we've experienced in various roles that kind of is the afterthought in a, in a lot of times, uh, the IT you know process. Um, but now with a lot of driving factors that we've been discussing, like streaming, like um, uh, virtual uh, employees, uh, the, the data centers are screaming for bandwidth, right? This is great. So Talk to us a little bit about the, SC, the SN and the CS connector and what went into the development of, of that from your company. Yeah, so the, so the, the two different connectors, the so CS uh, started first and it started in the, from the MSA um, looking at the current LC transceivers and really looking to be able to expand the bandwidth or the density of those transceivers. And so CS, evolved from that from an MSA looking to double the density. So we're basically able to take put four fibers into a standard transceiver that normally would have two if it was an LC based transceiver. So you're doubling the density and that started to the CS. Um, and then the SN was the same thing, was more of a MPO based transceivers looking at ways to streamline um, the way that they connected um, and the leaf spine architecture really with the MPO, you'd have an MPO, you'd have a cassette, you'd have a breakout cable, um, that type of thing. So there's a lot of different interconnect breaks in the whole path where um, by going to the SN, we were able to fit eight fibers or four connectors, um, four channels into the same footprint as an MPO transceiver. And it allowed us to have four separate channels instead of one channel or, or excuse me, one connector that would have the eight fibers right. uh, in it. 
stuff went broke, you, you basically, you, lo you lost all eight fibers, correct? Now with SN, you have four separate channels to replace it and a lot less uh, interconnects. And then the performance, an MPO performance, you know, you have certain losses, but LC-based um, ferrule is a much better performing ferrule, and that's what we're able to use in both CS and SN. So to Chris' point on uh, the CS and SN, it's almost reduced a footprint of about 40% of a standard traditional LC. Wow. Uh, when you say space is a premium in any data center, uh, carrier network, or wireless network, you think about it, space is premium, right? You want to use Absolutely. the same panel. Um, so this is where it comes in. So now you're almost increasing an additional 40% of connectivity inside the same panel. So that's where you see a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, uh, manufacturers is, is driving to that and the end user itself now they like they could add more connection without you know adding more space or getting more space well that's sort of reducing the amount of miles <laughs> reduces cost right so um and that was going to be a question correct. i yeah. so, so that was going to be a question i had so with the 40 percent reduction due to the density of of your connector here and eliminating an additional panel possibly needed. So now you're saving on the panel. What's the what's the uh, average delta on the SN connector versus other um, that you're seeing? You know, it'll, it'll all depend. There's a lot of factors that go into it, but uh, roughly. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of factors in it. But if you look at the total number of connectors, you know, or uh, patches in between, you know, you'd have a, a MPO to a shuffle to breakout cables. Now it's, you know, connector to connector on both ends to the transceiver to transceiver. Right. Um, but another big point is just the density savings. It's, it's so somebody doesn't want to fully use the space savings to add more fibers. What if they need better cable management? Now you've got a ton more room for cable management or you have a lot more space for airflow. I was right? just gonna if say- If you yeah. can have half the number of connectors, twice or the same amount of fibers- It's a chain reaction of things, yeah. Exactly. It's a change. So it's, it's not change. always, everybody's not, yeah, everybody's not always looking for um, the extra fibers. They might just be looking for better ways to improve what they have. So now they have more space for, for airflow, more space for cable management. And, and us and us at Wise Components as a, as a stocking distributor of many different lines and brands, you know, we work with connectors, we work with cable management, we work with um, the rack itself, you know, the, the, um, the metals and you know, you, you, you take that 30,000 foot view to the customer and, and you give that that whole the whole solution to them and you tell them, you know, as you have clearly pointed out that the savings is the 40 percent of reduction of space. That's and now now it's the domino effect. Well, it's not only as you point out, Chris, about the um, the saving of density, but also now you're talking about cable management, you're talking about airflow, you know, uh, run you was you were saying about the less panel you know so there's another additional cost that you're tallying in your head and if getting to the right person it matters to educate them in a way where it's not about just the price of that commodity it's it's the overall end result what are you trying to achieve and again and wise up you're listening to wise up we're talking with uh chris tut and run run at um, Senko uh, Advanced Components, talking about optical fiber solution connectors out there. And uh, specifically, we were going into the SN, the CS connectors, what they're manufacturing. Uh, a terrific company. Uh, 
been around since the 1940s, folks. If, if you don't know about Sanko, we hope to achieve that today on, on our podcast, as you should know about it. They work with many manufacturers out there providing a, a substantial product. Um, that being said, Chris and, and Ron, uh, the, the connector and the reason for the density, as, as we were alluding to, it's, it's not just the cost savings on the, on the density, but there's a multitude of things, that, as you were saying. So with that said, where do you see the, the thorn in the side of, of what's going on in the industry? What's, what's preventing people to say, have that aha moment? Is it just getting to the right person or is it, you know, if you're, if you're able to highlight or magnify the problem and here's the solution, what, what is it? So I think uh, for me, what I, I kind of, it's just the market awareness, right? So just like you inviting us for doing the, the wise up, we're trying to get uh, the market aware of this new right. technology. Um, it's just been around the last couple of years. Um, and, you know, that's where we're trying to get adoption uh, from uh, our, our switch partners, transceivers uh, partners, and also manufacturing uh, partners. And now we just want to get aware of it to the, the end user, our consultant community, uh, you know, uh, data center operators um, about this new technology. And as, as you know, everybody's trying to save space. Everybody's trying to go green uh, as saving, you know, efficiency as much as possible. So that's where, you know, that's why we want to get this uh, CS and SN out there, make sure everybody's aware of this technology that's actually is a smaller footprint using the same uh, LC, uh, you know, optical loss with the 1.25 ferro. And, and that's where, that's where we see that not that many people are aware of, the, aware of the, the connected technology. Yeah. And, and I, I think another thing is just, I think just now that people don't know, you know, the ecosystem, is it ready? Is it ready to support the connector, right? Right. Where LC or SCs and MPOs, there's plenty of ecosystem. There's polishing, there's there's up transceiver manufacturers that are doing it. Um, but Senko now, I mean, Senko for the SN is over 18 licensees for the transceivers. Wow. Uh, and yeah, uh, and big names, Eoptolink, AOI, Molex, um, Sequoia, uh, Cisco, there, uh, Inolight, those are all small companies. companies. <laughs> yeah, and to make transceivers. And then on the connector and adapter side for SN, so AFL and Comscope are both licensed to be able to make, so you don't have a single source opportunity, you have multiple, multiple sources available. Um, and then other ecosystems, so, you know, polishing plates, Seiko Geiken and Dumel and um, have made polishing plates, DataPixel, Summix, Expo, Viavi, Litel, OptoTest, JGR. They're all making equipment to either test or to help build um, fiber optics uh, assemblies uh, using these connectors, both CS and SN. So let me ask you this, and um, you might not have the answer for me, but I, you know, I try to not stump anybody, but it, it's an opinion question, so there is no wrong answer. Um, We've been talking about the data center, the density within the data center. Everybody that I've had on the show is at one time or another said data center and density within the data center. Um, intelligent IoT is another thing that comes up uh, nonstop in conversations with everybody. It's front of mind. Um, all the integration of the universal connectivity grid, everything on device from your, your washer machine to your television, to your laptop, your phone, et cetera, you know, 
Um, what, where do you see, where do you see it going? I mean, is it 400 gig, 800 gig? What's, what's on the, you know, what's on the near horizon and then what's out there? What, what are you seeing? Because like, I, I think I was telling a story to run a couple of weeks ago when I was a copper guy and, you know, manufacturer, I remember talking to a financial institution about category 6A when it was brand new, it wasn't even a standard yet. And they were like, ah, we're on 5E, you know, shoestring and two coffee cans will, will serve us good, you know? And, and they weren't looking at the, the future. Um, and then sh shortly after that, the TIA, IEEE, they, they made standards in the body for copper 6A, um, at least supporting APs and, and then other things followed after that. But where do you see, like we're talking about today with data center density, what we're pushing, what people are, what customers are needing today, but what do you see on the horizon? Um, and again, it's, it, there's no wrong answer. So uh, I'm not trying to trip anybody up. I, I'll go first and I'll let Chris uh, handle the other half portion better. You know, as I see uh, more and more, like everybody's hearing now 5G, right? 5G. So the next right. is sixth generation. So as sixth generation come up, um, you know, and the wireless side of it, uh, and then more increase of uh, demand streaming and internet things. And then now you're going to hear a lot of autonomous, uh, autonomous vehicles, and then edge computing. So you're going to hear a lot of all these terminology, and that's where you need connection. And space is a premium. Uh, no matter where you put all these edge computers, get to put it somewhere to support a 5G, to support a 6G. So they need a small foot, uh, footprint of uh, connection. Um, so that's where we kind of see where we have this new small form factor connected, which almost say 40%, but also um, you know saving the design of where you're gonna put it and is ready to support a current 400G and next 800G. Um, and we work in, just like Chris mentioned, with all these other transceivers, switch manufacturers, electronic to support this new bandwidth, right? And we are looking, uh, supporting more autonomous. You probably, the buzzword for the last year and a half now, electrical vehicle, right? EV, Greenfield. Right. And you see it, all these uh, other players, not just Tesla coming into play, making their own electronic, uh, um, you know, electric vehicles. And then you got fuel cell vehicles. So all these vehicles must have, working with some kind of connectivity, need that instant feedback for autonomous driving. So right. we, that's where we can kind of see where this kind of trend keep going to. And then data center, the data center could be physical footprint and edge computing data center to support all these data instantly and getting feedback. No, I was, I was, uh, I wasn't taken back by 800 gig, but especially the AI conversation has come up or uh, EV, uh, the, um, the auto autonomous features in vehicles today, even like a car that I drive is able to, uh, determine lane departure, distance of, uh, of cars in front of me or behind me. And, you know, all these things coincide, whether it be a Tesla, a Lucid or another car manufacturer out there, but there can't be any latency, right? <laughs> None whatsoever. Yeah. So what the modern data center looks like today is, is already evolving. We, we've, we've spoken uh, to several manufacturers already about the edge and what in their mind, what the edge looks like and how uh, they are working on a, a 
a data center in a box and then all the components in it. So you, you, your company fits right into the mix. So it, it's, it's, it's definitely a piece of that puzzle um, that people have to understand the necessity because that's what it becomes. The IT community for so long was, was a want, but the stuff behind the walls matters so much more now. As we've spoken about the data center and we went over the intelligent building space, now we're talking about the future of AI and where that's going with you know autonomous vehicles, whether it be density on and, and the, the right type connector, the optical fiber, fiber chain, the cable management, the airflow, all these things are, are, are critical. You know, they, they become a utility, not, an, not just a want, right? So I applaud what your company at Senko uh, Advanced Components is doing. Yeah. Yes, so just just for uh, another nugget of, of the future, right? Uh, what I could see. So as autonomous vehicle keep, you know, get improvement um, in the future here. And then as we are with COVID effect, everybody's a lot more people gonna be working from home now. Thinking about all the streaming, all the services, I can see in the future, people's actually gonna have a conference call in the car while the car doing all the autonomous drive. So you're gonna have more bandwidth needed in the vehicle itself, more connectivity, more streaming, more data. You're actually gonna, the car itself is gonna drive in while you're having a conference call or meeting. So you're not just gonna pick up a phone and actually. <laughs> so 800, gigs, <laughs> 800 gigs is not, not that far away. It's, 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 in, it's in the line of sight. We could see it. It's, it's, just, it's just in the clearing. You know, so yeah. it's there. <laughs> well, it's just crazy to me, you know, because, yeah. you know, just 20, less than 20 years ago, it was like, we might get to a gig. <laughs> yeah. And then one lastly, thing about just on Thomas, but, you know, network itself, you're going to have all these uh, BOTLE, you know, these uh, uh, electric uh, helicopter planes and stuff taking you quick distance uh, ride. And then, you know, while there you're gonna have connectivity that you acquired for connection, doing calls and stuff while you're on this electric uh, you know, flight uh, transportation, right? Um, so those kind of things that there's a lot of opportunities and a lot of growth we're gonna see and more and more demand from very right. uh, other spots that it, you know, that's never thought that we, we required. Yeah, and again, it touches every, as, you, as you're yeah. both describing uh, the products that your, man, your company, Senko is manufacturing, the, on the CS and, and now the SN connector, you touch every vertical, finance, higher ed, you know, K through 12 and higher ed, um, the utilities companies, the data center specifically that market, the co-locations, the micro edge data center to come, you know, a lot of manufacturers, you know, come out with the data center in the box, um, but what it's gonna look like in the next three to five years, it's, you know, magic eight ball, what does it say, you know? Um, but again, you guys, uh, your company organization has been evolving for the, for decades now, and you've been taking people along for the ride, you know, manufacturing these connectors and, and these solutions. And people are saying, we want to work with that company. We, we want to put our name attached to that product. So that, you know, I, that's a, that's an applaud. And I don't, I don't say that too often. It, it's something when I'm in a meeting and with customers, you know, we, we deal with a, a wide range of, of customers. Now it's, 
I'm in a meeting, I'm sitting here in the same room instead of being in their face. But when we're in a meeting with a customer and they say, oh, is it a Senko connector? They, they're, not, they're not saying, oh, is it corning fiber? Is it, is it uh, whatever else? They say, is it a Senko connector? Now, I, I can honestly say that I've been in several meetings where your company has specifically been called out in various verticals. So it, it's, it's commendable. I mean, I'm a small you know, business owner in comparison to the big scheme of things. So you know, for my clientele to say that to me, it's, it's amazing. So you guys are doing something, your company, your organization is doing something right. So again, uh, Chris Tut and Ron Run, uh, we are, you know, we are not worthy for the amount of uh, level of knowledge uh, that you have all brought to us today on Wise Up. Uh, Wise Up can be streamed on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, or however you stream your services. Um, we also have our Wise Components as Wise Up is sponsored by Wise Components. Wise Components is a stocking distributor of quality IT layer one infrastructure and OEM products since 1975. Um, folks, I can't thank you enough today uh, for what you bring to the table. Uh, for, for everybody listening out there, we're going to put a ton of show notes in for this one because as I, as I was sharing with um, Ron earlier in the week, I don't want to, I, I don't want to get any, you know, this will be a five hour podcast because the amount of stuff, again, we're, we're talking about 800 gigs, but we're, and, and we could clearly see the path to that road ahead. It's not like, oh, in the future, flying cars and automation and it, folks, it's here. This, their stuff is happening today. You know, what Ron was just talking about is going on in Dubai right now. You could get into a, a autonomous uh, helo and, and, and just pop you from one building to another. How does that work? There's the combustion engine, the turbine engine. Yeah, there's the mechanical hardware, but there's a, there is a network supporting that. And you getting in something that's flying by itself, you might want to ensure there's no latency. If you're in a vehicle that's traveling at the speed of 75 miles an hour, you might want to be certain that the connection is not going to be interrupted. Maybe on a Zoom call, when you're talking to your boss, a little latency and a glitch, and then you can go get another cup of coffee or use the bathroom and come back to the meeting and he won't even know or she won't even know, whoever. But if you're driving a vehicle and or, or sitting in a vehicle that's driving you around, latency is kind of a big deal. Then we're in a data center where data center is is basically the main artery of the network these days, right? So as uh, both Chris and, and Ron had talked about, 40% reduction on, on the density of, of existing versus, you know, traditional versus what the uh, SN is bringing to the table. It's not just the density, as Chris pointed out, that you're saving on the panel, as Ron pointed out as well, the airflow, cable management, all these other things come into play. The real estate itself, 
If you're just somebody in facilities that really doesn't care about the connection and you just know that you have X amount of square footage to provide for that IDF or MDF, how many racks could you afford to have in that space? Right? That's the question. So again, guys, I truly thank you for taking this opportunity to speak with me today and the folks that are listening to Wise Up. Thank you so much. Keep listening. We appreciate the comments. Uh, Apple iTunes has us at five stars. We greatly appreciate that support. Again, we're streaming on every platform out there. Wise Components has these quality solutions. So don't forget to check us out at www.wisecomponents.com. And uh, Chris and Run, if I just on the URL for Sanko is www.sanko.com. Is that correct? And that's S-E-N-K-O.com? Correct. That is correct. Now, for, for technical uh, resources, product brochures, videos, white papers, their tech digest, that could all be found on that website. But I, I encourage you folks to check out the, the show notes because we'll have it jam-packed with a lot of information specific on the, the small form factor connectors specifically CS and SN and what Sanko Advanced Components is bringing to the table. Well, gentlemen, that's the, that, that's the show. Folks, again, thank you for listening. And guys, thanks for joining us today. We greatly appreciate the opportunity to speak with you. Uh, it's, it's been a blast. Well, Anthony, thank you, Anthony. Anthony, thank you again. Appreciate having uh, myself and Chris on Wise Up. And it's always a pleasure talking to you again, Anthony. And uh, thank you. It's uh, really, uh, really helpful. And, um, and thank you for all the audience that's uh, listening to us today. Uh, and put a like on uh, Wise Up.